0: The
1: cat He's Danny. I'm Grant. This is the fan. Derek Carr is a New Orleans Saint. The former Raiders passer, released just after the Super Bowl, had been meeting with, among other teams, New Orleans, the Jets, Carolina. Remember, he's able to sign now well ahead of everybody else who can't sign until the league year March 15th because he was actually cut. The other free agents-to-be, their contracts expire at the start of the league year, That's theoretically when they become free. If you're released outright, like Carson Wentz is an example, like Bobby McCain here in Washington, those guys could sign with new teams today. Carr is in that boat, the 31-year-old coming off of one of the worst seasons of his career, one of the worst seasons he's had in years. 3,500 passing yards for him, third lowest in a nine-year run, 24 touchdowns and 14 picks, which tied for a career high, completed just 61% of his passes, a career low. His passer rating, just over 86, the worst he has ever posted, but he heads to New Orleans now to join a Saints team. Danny coached by Dennis Allen. Remember, the head coach in New Orleans right now was the head coach of the Raiders when Carr was drafted in 2014, who immediately named him a starter. I really like this fit for him. They've got Chris Alave. I think Michael Thomas probably walks, and I'm not sure about what happens now with Jarvis Landry, but wide receiver will probably be a priority. Alvin Kamara as a weapon out of the backfield. Decent tight end room led by Taysom Hill and Jawan Johnson. And he gets to play indoors on carpet.
2: This is the right move. You
1: talk about this all the time. And just
2: in terms of what you would do, obviously, because we can always imagine how you and I would handle being NFL franchise quarterback type players or other professionals. But the money will be there. Why not go someplace where you could be really successful? And I wonder if Derek Carr is aware of this, uh, what I'm about to bring up. He should be going to an indoor stadium or a place where they play in warm weather. His cold weather stats, it's not just anecdotal that his teams quote unquote don't win in, in cold weather. You could find a sample size of nine, 10 games for somebody. You know, you go on the road against Pittsburgh in, in in certain times. Yeah, you may lose a bunch of those games, whatever, right? But Derek Carr, it's a very stark contrast between door indoor versus uh, you know, or outdoor nice weather and cold weather type games. He's got an expected points added in cold weather games, 45 degrees and under, similar to Joe Flacco similar to Bruce Gradkowski, to Case Keenum, to some of the guys that are not starters, and, and some in some cases, not in the league. 3.1% interception rate, negative EPA, 59% completion percentage. It's a long way of saying he's simply not the same in cold weather. Enter the NFC South. He was flirting with the Jets. I'm going, uh, you're probably have to go to Buffalo in December. You're probably going to New England. I wouldn't do that. How about you go to Tampa? How about you go to Carolina? How about you go to Atlanta? And how about you stay at home in a dome? It's a smart
1: move. I think he's going to thrive there. Yeah, I like the fit for a few reasons. Remember, when Drew Brees was in New Orleans in the 2020 pandemic season, which was the final year of his career, he was kind of a shell of himself. Like, the Brees that you think of, that I think of, was not the guy that they had. But in his 12 starts, they were 9-3 and three in those games. Uh, he threw for 24 touchdowns and 6 interceptions over 12 games, which is kind of car-like, frankly, in terms of the production in Vegas over the years. He missed a month, uh, had an injury he had to deal with, had a rating over 100, was efficient, and, and and didn't turn the ball over. But this is a good defense. I think if I was them, I would go about my offseason to try to add a wide receiver with an outstanding young wideout who has a chance to be a star in Alave. And I would probably beef up that line and try to run the ball a bunch. You know, Get a, a thick, sturdy thumper to go along with Kamara and allow Derek Carr to kind of manage things for you. Everyone likes kicking Carr around. Uh, He's not, you know, the cool guy at the party. I get that. But what I will tell you about Derek Carr is it's a lot better than the quarterback abyss. They decided they're going to pay him basically $33 million a year is what it's going to come down to so that they don't have to play the Jameis Winston game anymore. They're not going to do the, hopefully Andy Dalton plays okay this weekend thing. The last time they had a quarterback, who week in and week out gave them a chance, they were 12-4. and And since then, they have tried to do it on the cheap. They have tried to find guys or go with reclamation projects, and it hasn't worked. So they're getting back into the you'll throw for 4,000 yards and 27 touchdowns bucket. Uh It's kind of what we were talking about for years here. Washington had the opportunity to either pay Cousins or not. A lot of people said you can't pay him. That's ridiculous. Okay, fine. I'm not telling you you're wrong. That's fine. How's it worked out for you since? It's been a disaster. You start Josh Johnson and Mark Sanchez and Colt McCoy and Case Keenum. The Saints are not playing that game anymore. So they're watching Andy Dalton go to free agency. They're going to cut Jameis Winston. They will start Derek Carr. Looks like the deal officially, Danny, three years and a hundred million. That's where the thirty-three point three comes from. Mm-hmm. In terms of actual money, like you might see four and one fifty thrown out there. There's a fifty million dollar salary in the fourth year in 2026 that pushes the AAV up to 37 and a half. So I'm sure the agents slash websites where they look at you know, contracts will claim that he's 37 and a half million per year. My guess is he plays for three years and then they eat some dead money and, and move on before the 50 million kicks in. Yeah. It's not
2: crazy in terms of, of cost in, in that market kind of marketplace. And plus again, this is just something that I would never do just strategically um, in terms of team building. But I will say this, look at the NFC South. Tampa won the division at eight and nine. There's that's an older roster that was sort of held together with you know with Brady and company. They look like to be maybe they're in tune for a rebuild. Uh, Carolina didn't really scare you at this point. New head coach. They're probably a year away from maybe kickstarting their own sort of rebuild. Atlanta's fine. They're kind of in the midst of it as well. That's a very winnable division. If you're just okay, which is to me kind of what you're signing up for when you go get a Derek Carr or someone in that tier and that tier rather, you could be a playoff team. I generally don't like doing it that way because I think that's that's kind of like, I don't know, uh, cashing in your chips before you end up winning a bunch of big hands and trying to go for the grand prizes. But I get it. I understand that, especially given what they've had the last couple of years and how vulnerable that division is.
1: I don't mind teams that just try to build 10-11 wins worth of personnel. That is, I, I think, largely what Mike Rizzo does with the Nationals. He's told us that. Yes. On the air, off the air, right? He has said, my job is to build a 90-plus win team now that isn't his job right now probably right now his job is to not spend any money and yep. to make sure that they draft really high and <laughs> different <laughs> they, jobs different, different roles gigs. but there yeah. was a time when they were trying to win and competing where my job is to hand the manager 90 to 95 win ball club and tell him go get me a division title get into the playoffs every single year and maybe the argument is football's different than baseball or something like that I, I disagree though I think in the NFL if you can make the playoffs you can go on a run if the quarterback gives you a chance to. And I believe Carr, while he is a win-with, not a win-because-of guy, gives you a chance, if you're playing defense and, and things are going well around him, to win playoff games. I do believe that. But to your point on the division, Bucks, Panthers, Falcons, there's not a really good team in there. There's not an obvious division champion of those three. I do have the arrow going up on Carolina. I love the Frank Reich hire. They need a quarterback badly. And I do have the arrow going up on the Falcons. I think their front office, uh, Kyle Smith, who was here, Terry Fontenot, have done a really good job. I think Arthur Smith's an awesome young head coach. They also need a quarterback badly. I'm not so sure that what I saw from Desmond Ritter gives me a whole lot of confidence that he's going to be the guy there. But I think you're right. That's probably what the Saints are thinking. They're looking at the division and going, we could win this thing at 10-7, and 11-6 next year if we get B-minus quarterback play. And Carr is going to give you that.
2: Yeah, if we get upper half of the league quarterback play with the way our defense is, with a couple of nice young pieces. Now, legal proceedings for Alvin Kamara notwithstanding, I think he'll be around and available. That's still a great weapon. They've been looking for the thunder to his lightning for a handful of years. They've rotated the Mark Ingrams of the world and um, uh, Latavius Murray at times. But you find something there, I'm, I'm with you. That That is a decent group right there.
1: One thing on Derek Carr that I need more information on, though. I've mentioned this a few times over the last few weeks. Nobody seems to care about this, and I really care a lot. As someone who has long thought he was undervalued and underappreciated, he got cut. Excuse me. They knew he was getting cut. He got benched with two weeks left. Mm -hmm. He wasn't around the team for the final two weeks of the season. He went home. It was publicly stated by the team that this was a mutual thing, the idea being they kind of approached him and said, hey, what if you're not around? It'll be a distraction. Why will it be a distraction? You get benched sometimes. I understand you've been the starter there for 2014, and people are going to have a lot of tough questions for you. Answer them, and help Jarrett Stidham out. You know he is the guy Derek Carr who's crying at the press conferences about how much he loves his brothers, mm-hmm. how much he loves the team, how much he loves the city, right? So you get benched and you can't be around for two weeks. It just didn't it's sit very right curious. With
2: me. Yeah, and and I understand the team's not incentivized to run him under the bus there. Right, that there's, you know, they're still probably at that point hoping for a trade and maybe something. Even though everyone knew they were, they were eventually going to part ways with them.
1: And but, Danny, I'm not saying that the team or that that Derek Carr did anything wrong. What I am saying is, there's a long history of guys getting benched that don't leave the team. Precisely. Why, why was this one so weird that the possibility of you being around will be problematic? Marcus Mariota basically took his packed his bags and left. And the Falcons said, Yeah, he left us. He was a jerk. Yeah. So, I'm paraphrasing. Which is but, now,
2: to me, disqualifying for Marcus Mariota, agree? but I'm not feeling the same way here. But did he but do I the guess,
1: same to the Raiders and they covered it up because they, they had a great relationship for many years?
2: This is my question is I don't know. I understand. So the team's not going to be like, Yeah, that jerk took off. Like, I don't think they're going to do that. I would love to know the real story there. And also why nobody seems interested in it. It's just Derek Carr's on to the next team now. Did he do a pouty temper tantrum and take off? I'd love to know.
1: I think because he's been known as a really good guy for a long time, Mm -hmm. there was some benefit of the doubt there. Some deposits, maybe. But imagine if Kyler Murray did that. Yes. That is not okay. You are the CEO, starting or not. You make all the money. You're the quarterback. You're the face of the thing. You're on all the billboards around the stadium. I need you to be sitting next to Jarrett Stidham pointing at that iPad for those last two weeks. Yeah, Matt
2: Ryan got benched for, I can't even remember the kid's name. Did he pout and take off? No, right? No, he's making a, a trillion dollars. Or oh, Mini Heineke? Yeah, whatever that guy's name uh, was. Sam Ellinger?
1: Ellinger? Ellinger? I don't know. Point is, Matt Ryan didn't just book a flight home. We've got a new rumor on the Dan Snyder sale. I think this is a little better than your normal rumor because it was floated by someone who's pretty reputable. And it's very interesting. We will discuss that next. We're Grant and Danny. You are listening to the fans.